0: Caltrans has interim leadership right now. And so the folks at the middle level of that huge institution who have been there for decades, who think that their job is to build roads for cars, anything different than that is uh, taking away from their job. Those people are temporarily in charge. I think they just don't want to ever have to do anything for safety for people who walk and bike their new director he's got a great reputation among bike pet advocates he needs this bill to back him up so that when there's a judgment call he can say look this is the law
1: how was gavin Newsom when he was in san francisco on bikes
0: he was no ally at all to be honest
1: he was not an ally Gavin Newsom. No.
2: Once you start talking about climate change, there's so many different mm. aspects of it, and it touches so many different things. Yeah. It's frightening, and it's scary, but like if you can like set that to the side for a second, <sighs> and like just start thinking about the different possibilities and the options of what we can do, it's actually so interesting. Hey.
0: I rise in the morning and greet
1: the day, pull out the bike and I'm on my way, the transportation Shows I
0: care Every turn of the pedal cleans the air Green and the green, I'm saving the planet Just like my friends Dale, Sean, Toby, and Janet No greenhouse gas A tiny carbon footprint up your ass I'm on a motherfucking bike. Right. I'm on a motherfucking right Share my impression, what I do Every day ride the tour to fuck you
1: Alright, right enough right for that. Right no more screaming, no more screaming. Going. My name's Don, I'm a bicycle advocate in Los Angeles. I'm here with Nick, also a bicycle advocate. And we're on yeah. Bike Talk, and we're here to talk to you about bikes. Alright, we're, we're gonna do some news here. So let's take a look at the news. First on the, on the agenda here is the uh, hit and run of Frederick Woon Fraser, who was killed on Manchester in uh, South LA. They finally found the perpetrator. Um, Her name's Mariah Candice Banks. And she was charged with a hit and run death of Frederick Frazier. I believe that she was in a Porsche and she took off and they even painted the car. It was kind of crazy. So they're trying to figure out what charges to bring. And we got some news from biking in LA that they have increased the charges Which means banks now faces six years for felony vehicular manslaughter, rather than one year for the misdemeanor count that they kind of originally charged her with. So that's good news. We just found out about that. And uh, you know, the question is always like, you know, six years is still not very much for killing somebody. So there's still that problem of, you can kill somebody, in you know, with a car, and because it was with a car rather than a gun, you know, the, the sentencing is very light. Also, isn't Seems there like.
3: something about how the penalty for driving drunk is higher than manslaughter or something like that? So you're actually making a smarter decision to flee the scene than to well, that's, turn that's, yourself in?
1: that's the hit-and-run issue itself is, you know, we've got these very punishing laws for drunk driving, which we should have. We should... Have some kind of punishment that discourages drunk driving, but they're so um, harsh and definite that it has become, you know, a reason, a big reason of why people run from the scene of a of a of a car crash if they're inebriated. So that's a problem, you know. I, I I've always kind of thought in my head like, could they go back, and can we? see if there's some kind of correlation between, you know, the rise of Mothers Against Drunk Driving and their campaigns to punish drunk driving and give that uh, that crime a lot of, you know, attention. Is there a correlation between the rise in hit-and-runs and the decrease in drunk driving over the years, you know, since Mad basically began in the 80s? And now we have all these legal regimes in place that, That uh, make drunk driving, uh, you know, uh, a serious crime, which it is, but we haven't caught up with hit and run. So it actually ends up being worth it for drivers to run rather than stay at the scene and be found to be drunk because you automatically go to jail, you automatically get $10,000 in legal troubles and so forth. So a lot of people decide to run, you know so that's 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 you know that's what's coming up over and over it seems with these with these cases and now we have somebody that was killed and the maximum that the driver faces is six years
3: but I think the this caught my attention because at least in biking in l a it, it was being talked about as finally this gets something approaching something fair something approaching justice uh, as opposed
1: to one year I mean that's I mean it's better it's better than the misdemeanor account but it's still you know as Ted says on his blog you know it's unlikely she'll serve anywhere near that according to biking in LA the LA district attorney's office has a well deserved reputation for barg- bargaining charges down to avoid a trial and in my experience that's true I believe that's true so we'll we'll be watching this and, and seeing you know yeah. what happens what else have we got
3: the mayor's coming up a lot on social media okay. because he's trying to present himself as the climate mayor now
1: and people are saying well then you need to you need to actually do something yeah okay so you know that's something we found on streets blog reported on that and uh, right there on the on the photo is a picture of Mira Garcetti riding a bicycle and, uh, you know, let's see what he does. He came in, you know, with a lot of celebration as a mayor. And I think he's a good guy. You know, he did some things for bikes when he was the council member of CD13. But
3: I do. You know, he visited me where I was teaching at uh, Santee Education Complex in the gym with his staff and gave a bike talk interview.
1: Oh, yeah? yeah? Oh, cool. I, you know, I saw him speak at Occidental about development, and I thought, you know, he's a very smart, and he's, he's got his head in the right place for sure. It's action-wise that we're not seeing what we wanted. When You know, when he appointed Saleta Reynolds, mm-hmm. people celebrated. And I felt at the time, I was like, okay, we're celebrating too early. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not celebrate until things actually get done because Mayor Viragosa did a lot and he put it, he stuck his neck out a lot for bikes and you know, I don't feel that same uh, vibe coming from Eric Garcetti. Um, He hasn't given Saleta Reynolds political power to get things done the way that at least we want things done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know. He's kind of been a disappointment in that
3: area. Well, he appointed her.
1: Yeah, and it was sort of like, okay, let's get to business. You know, let's build on what Viragosa's um, regime did. And they they put in. I mean, they granted it was low hanging fruit. They went and they put in. You know, th- there was a couple of years where it was like a hundred miles a year of mm-hmm. bike infrastructure it was amazing. We thought we'd won. And then it sort of tapered off with Garcetti, definitely. It kind of went off a cliff, actually. So let's let's see what happened. But I, I like his Great Streets project. He tried to get one in in every council district. He managed to get a couple in in Mike Bonin's district, and one was pulled back, which was the uh, bike lane down Culver, which connected to Jefferson, which connected to a bunch of housing, uh, which is currently isolated from the beach a bunch of housing over at Jefferson and Lincoln is is not connected to the beach right now via the bike path so that was accomplishing that there was a bike lane down culver there was a big political stink we've done some interviews with the guy from that group that opposed that and the mayor retreated on it so is he really serious about being the climate mayor you know part of that is enabling public transportation and bikes and walking. What do you think?
3: If the LA Times is saying it, then he's hearing it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the first thing on the books is, you know, as Bike the Vote, LA is pointing out, if Eric Garcetti wants to be the king of climate action, he better start with some bus lanes and bike lanes here in LA. There's the proposal to have a bus rapid transit network around LA. And he, the mayor, does have power. Viragosa had power. To affect each council district. But they don't like to do that because they like to keep every council member, you know, autonomous over their their council district. Yeah, their little fiefdoms and everything.
3: Garcetti is on the board of Metro, right? The mayor is. I believe so. Or does he just appoint them? I don't know.
1: I think he is on the board if he's anything. uh, We'd have to look it up. Well, yeah, he has power.
3: Obviously, he has power. Although I've heard that in our system, in L.A. system, the mayor doesn't have much power relative to other cities.
1: Virigosa found a way.
3: Mm -hmm. But like you said, it was low-hanging fruit. Still,
1: there's a lot of stuff that we could have had that was low-hanging fruit that Garcetti didn't move forward on, like the Hyperion Bridge. That was a huge project, $50 million project. But he could have flexed and really gotten it done, but he didn't.
3: Selita Reynolds. Where did she come from, and why was she such a star in transportation? Uh, She's from Oakland, I believe. Mm -hmm. Is that where she did what made her famous in world Ah. of people like us (laughs) in the bike world Salita is going to be at the the bike summit the bike summit which happens this week
1: yeah it's uh that's the third thing i wanted to talk about okay let's talk about the bike summit it is the 15th through the 17th and we're bringing on dave snyder from cal bike to talk about it in just a minute Mm -hmm. it sounds exciting so we'll we'll talk to him about that and we'll see what's going down Yeah. anything else Looks like Councilmember Bonin, I just saw this on Streets Blog. Council Member Bonin introduces motion to maximize Expo signal priority. Awesome. I love Mike Bonin, I think he really gets it and I'm stoked to see this, this is amazing. I'm sorry, what is it? Council Member Bonin introduces motion to maximize Expo signal priority.
3: Yeah, okay, so that's not (laughs) 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 self-explanatory.
1: That's true. Okay, this is like the wonky shit, right? So the Expo line runs through downtown. It Uh connects with the Blue Line tracks as it heads into the 7th Street station. That's
3: my commuting
1: line, yeah. Okay, so you need to know about this. Okay. Okay. Let's get you up to speed about this. So the problem is the Expo line stops at lights.
3: Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, and
1: so does the Blue Line and that really uh, kills a train trip you know especially like one that goes all the way to the beach or one that goes all the way to Long Beach and all of a sudden you get into downtown and you're just like stopped at a red light yeah like what i've There's, often yeah. wondered why Stupid. you couldn't
3: hold a lot the yeah
1: traffic and well in in normal cities you know probably more so in Europe than the United States they, they give do. signal priority to the trains they're like okay. here's a vehicle with hundreds of people on it potentially. Right. and it's stopping at a red light so that a couple of cars can get through. Even even a hundred cars getting through is still not you know pound for pound worth stopping a train for. Mm-hmm. So in LA, of course, we prioritize the car and they just it just kills that Expo line trip. You know, it adds another probably ten minutes. Who knows? There's probably an actual metric about this, but it just stop stopping at lights is stupid. So this is great, hurrah! So I mean, Bonin,
3: our hero uh, is our Bonin.
1: hero, Mike Bonin, who we've talked about before. Yeah.
3: yeah, he's so it's a what a bill? No, you don't have bills in the city. No, he's on the
1: metro board, it. so he's introduced you know a motion to maximize Expo signal priority. They The Metro board for some reason cut peak expo service, a frequency by 25%. Now the the trains are overcrowded and they're still going slow. And it's like, I I, I, I don't understand why Metro does this. They shoot themselves in the foot.
3: Let's start the show.
1: All right, we're gonna start the show. First up, Dave Snyder from Cal Bike, which? One Hi. Is it? Okay, we have Dave Snyder from Cal Bike, which is a statewide yeah. bicycle organization that uh, advocates for cycling in the state of California.
0: Yeah, we work to help communities become more prosperous, more equitable by making it easier for them to incorporate bicycling into their transportation system. Because bicycling is joyful, it's healthy. It's economical. So we work on the statewide policy changes that are necessary to help local governments and local advocates and local community organizations be more successful in transforming their neighborhoods and their communities to be more bike friendly.
3: So awesome. You, yeah, and you've had a couple successes recently in legislation, right? You,
1: uh, we're still of, waiting. I, we're, are we waiting? we fingers oh God, crossed. I'm, 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 yeah, exactly.
0: I don't want to jinx anything. We yeah. have worked really hard. Linda Kamushi and our uh, statewide, uh, our Sacramento-based uh, policy advocate, has worked really hard along with all of our members who have just been fantastic responding to the action alerts uh, to get uh, Senate Bill 127 through the legislature passed several hurdles. Uh, the bill would require Caltrans to include bike lanes and, and sidewalk improvements and crosswalk improvements and whatever is necessary for pedestrian and bicycle safety improvements every time they repave the a street, unless it's too expensive or uh, not appropriate for some reason. It's a fantastic bill. Senator Scott Weiner is the author, and it's sitting on the governor's desk right now, and he has 30 days to sign it, and we're on day 28.
1: What if he ignores it? Does it just go away?
0: No, it becomes law. Okay, oh.
1: so we okay. So we need to call Gavin Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom, right? We need to call and email, get on record, and push him through still.
3: Yes. Okay. I, I was thinking maybe you just
0: don't bring his attention to it, and then... Well, that might be the other,
1: that might be the other strategy. No, uh,
0: he's he's definitely debating it. We know he's debating it. He's
1: been doing some bold things out there that I've seen unrelated to bikes, but with development, which actually is related to bikes. What was the latest one? It was like SB63, I think, where they are now allowing single family zoned housing to add more units easier regardless of what the rules of the city are. So that's actually pretty cool. He, he's been doing some crazy things like that. So,
0: But on this one, he you might have... do
1: something crazy and actually do something good for bikes.
0: You'd think this is an easy one. I don't know why he's taking so long, honestly. Okay. Isn't
3: Caltrans kind of like inflating the amounts that this is going to cost them?
0: Yeah, the problem is that Caltrans has interim leadership right now. And so the folks at the middle level of that huge institution who's, who have been there for decades, who think that their job is to build roads for cars and anything that is anything different than that is uh, taking away from their job, those people are temporarily in charge. Ugh. And and those people are telling the governor that this is going to cost so much money. They're, it's it's irresponsible on their part because they are concocting falsehoods uh, about how much this would cost them to, to implement. I can't believe they truly believe it.
1: It almost sounds like it's setting like already the tone for if it does pass, like, oh, that's too expensive, sorry, we can't do it.
0: I don't know about that. I think they just don't want to ever have to do anything for safety for people who walk and bike because it's just not on their radar. And so they're trying desperately to prevent this from happening because they don't want to have to think about it.
3: Institutional inertia.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Are there younger engineers getting into Caltrans that – You know, that was always the problem with the LADOT is like there were these long time engineers. They're not at
0: the middle leadership level. Their new director Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be great. Uh, The new uh, uh, Caltrans director comes from Tennessee. He's got a great reputation among bike pet advocates. So he's going to be really good. Okay. Uh, he he needs this bill to back him up so that when there's a judgment call, he now, can say, look, this is the law.
1: How was Gavin Newsom That's when good. he was in San Francisco on bikes? Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound too m- good.
0: I want to say that he has learned over the course of his time as mayor and now as governor, he has learned. Right. That bicycles are uh, an extremely important part of an urban transportation system that will help the city meet its environmental goals, its development goals, its health goals, uh, and that he has learned since he was uh, supervisor and mayor where he was no ally at all. To be honest,
1: he was not an ally, Gavin Newsom no. in San Francisco. No, wow. he was
0: on. The, no, he was on the. He was on the. Um, minority of a board of supervisors vote that approved a controversial bike lane. He voted against it, wow. and he lost,
1: thankfully. Wow. wow. Okay. All right, so, well, we got to call in.
3: Okay, Dave, were you in the, the SF Bike Coalition previously? Yes.
1: I admire the SF Bike Coalition. I don't know if it's just because they ha- just have massive numbers of members, or I don't know what, but they they are aggressive. I like, I like that. I like a lot of things that I've seen them do, I, you know. I don't know if that's how they currently are because I haven't been paying attention much, but
3: So you're coming down to LA, David?
0: On Monday. Monday night. We have a little party and then the California Bicycle Summit starts on Tuesday.
1: Cool. Tell us about the agenda, what one can expect, what what's sure. going down. Let's Sure. Let's hear I it. mean,
0: we're talking about the need to do the politically difficult things to make our communities better for people, including especially people who ride bicycles. And that means addressing this debilitating car culture that makes us dependent on automobiles by taking away space from automobiles and making it a little easier to ride a bike because we're creating protected bikeways and a little more difficult, by extension, to drive a car. Politically difficult. Absolutely necessary. The summit is going to have... um, it's going to have uh, the leaders of departments of transportation, including from Los Angeles, Leader Reynolds and Oakland, Ryan Russo, talking about how they would like to do that and how they don't have the political support necessary to uh, do as much as they would like. Uh, it's, it's a political battle. And so the summit is about, about amassing those political forces, the teaching each other how we can be better advocates, Uh, how we can communicate better to the public, how we can include more community voices in our advocacy so that uh, all of our voices are stronger and uh, more elevated because they're diverse and inclusive, all of that. Is on the agenda at the summit. It's going to be full of great conversations. So, That's just one of the conversations that we're going to have.
3: Yeah. So where
0: is it and when? It's at the California Endowment Center for Healthy Communities, right next to Union Station in downtown.
1: Great location.
3: And so it's going to be all these intellectual conversations and then parties. Yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, so we have we have a full day of of plenary sessions on Tuesday. And is that one that I just told you about? Uh, on Tuesday night, and this I can uh, tell your viewers about because it's open to the public on Tuesday night. It's movie night, and we're going to show this documentary called Motherload, mm. which is uh, about cargo bikes and the life-changing potential of cargo bikes. It's going to be at the, the the Los Angeles Historical Park there close to Chinatown. Am I getting that name right? Yeah, um, that's what it's called, right? Right, right. Uh, Cornfield. Right, Cornfield. Los Angeles, uh, the State Historical Park of Los Angeles right there, uh, in uh, outdoors, so we have plenty of room. So I would encourage everyone to come by and have some popcorn and watch this movie yeah. called Motherlode. It's a very inspiring uh, documentary about cargo bikes.
3: And the rest you have to sign up for?
0: That's the only thing you don't have to sign up for. Everything else you have to sign up for, calbike.org slash summit. Now, That's how you would do that.
1: The one thing that I had a question about that I I felt uncomfortable about with the summit is it costs a lot of money to get into. And that feels antithetical to me to the idea that everyone should be included, which was, it was a little bit disappointing to see the price so high or even a price at all. Like why not have a summit that everybody can go to? Because I mean, I feel like the bike like movement is in a lull right now. And it feels uh-huh. like we need more participation.
0: It's not a bad idea. I mean, not a bad idea.
1: Maybe maybe we open it up and just get everybody in there because, like, you never you'd be totally surprised where you'll find somebody who's really good at working some little part of the political lobbying effort <coughs> in this city. At least I don't know. I'm sure everywhere else, but there's people that have these resources that you just don't know about, and they, they're not going to spend the 125 bucks to get in, but they might have some resources that are valuable right. to the
0: movement. Yeah, no, I would not be surprised by that, because a lot of those people are coming. Now, this, this event, you know, we're not making money off of this event. It costs uh, a lot of money to feed people, to pay the organizer, to organize the bike rides. Um, folks who can pay as, and it's expensive. It's 400 bucks, right? It's a top rate, right? oh, and it was I think it was 300 Oh, my God. Bucks. I thought it was
1: uh, $125. i am sorry. Yep. It's,
0: 100, it's, 100, it's 125 for a day, if you want to <laughs> go for just a day.
1: So um, there's going to be a limited crowd that comes out for well, this. Well, it's well let be... me
0: finish my okay, okay, point. Okay, bye, bye, bye. Let bye. me finish my point. So uh, uh, the folks who are making uh, $150,000 at a government agency or for a fancy planning firm, those folks are having their... Their company or their agency pay the $400. We're using that money to uh, pay for the cost of more than a hundred people who are getting free or discounted tickets to this event. So those folks that you're talking about Mm. who have resources to give who can't afford the fee are coming. Uh, They're coming. uh, We identified them through local organizations like the LA County Bicycle Coalition, like Rich City Rides, like uh bike bakersfield, like uh bike San Diego, you name it, uh all over the state. There are there are organizations who who know who those people are and mm-hmm. we have uh given them free tickets. So it it's
1: Dang, it's, I didn't uh, get a ticket. Oh, no, right. you must not know yeah. the right person that's, I don't know the right person. That's, and that's the problem. That's what all this is about. That's that's no no that's no, no it's problem. not it's not know. about no, that. I'll, I'll, that is then. what the problem is though because the bike movement is in a lull right now, right? There's like not there's a dearth of people that are participating and doing things politically we're we're retreating there's like a whole organization that's out there that's going that's coming out against road diet that's coming out against bike lanes they're organizing they're having their own you know political moment right now they defeated a council member or uh, they, i understand
0: that yeah you're talking about la yeah i'm talking about california yeah uh, but we're hosting california, it we're it's in it's la we're anymore. hosting it you know no, what I'm i get saying? it i get it um i think that uh that as the lull is over okay. uh, in L.A., okay. um, there's uh, a conversation on Thursday morning. The L.A. County Bicycle Coalition is, is hosting a conversation uh, about where they are. Uh, the title is uh, the L.A. Bike Advocacy, Where's the Momentum? So it addresses that very topic that you're talking about. Cool. And I don't think I'll get in trouble with Eli, Akira Kaufman, to say that everybody's invited. You don't have to pay anything. Uh, we can't afford to feed you, but <laughs> uh, right on, no
1: problem. I, I don't want to. <laughs> we're not going to focus on that too much. It sounds like a great yeah, event. Just, just it's up, uh, man, the fifteenth through the seventeenth. The,
0: the momentum, the momentum is 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 growing, and mm-hmm. and I think I think it's not a bad idea if you're in LA to uh, organize another summit that's that's free and Joe and I yeah. both uh, together because LA, L.A. needs it. L.A. has such a potential. L.A. had such a potential. We got and, a lot I,
1: of things done. We got a lot of things done in our day, but I feel like right now it's in a lull. Like the, We're on a retreat here in L.A. And I, I guess statewide, I guess is a different story, but here in L.A., it feels like we're on a retreat because they're taking out bike lanes. They're putting a lot of pressure on politicians here who put bike lanes in. And, uh, it just feels like the LACBC, I don't know what happened over there. Something happened. They, they had a big problem. they lost a bunch of people. It just feels like we're in a disarray and a, and a, and a, a lull politically. So yeah, we need to organize an LA summit. That's what we got to do. You're right, Dave. So we'll do that separately. And I don't want to, you know, spend a lot of time talking about the sort of negatives this is a positive event we're stoked it's for the 15th through the 17th yes yeah next week you can sign up at org slash summit summit yep calbike.org slash summit if you want to go to the whole thing 400 bucks but you may be able to get a discount or even in for free
0: well sir- at this stage at this stage uh it's it's We're not going to be able to give discounts or to even like handle the the bureaucracy of that. Um, they've already
1: they've already, already, already got it all set. Okay.
2: identified yeah, people yeah, yeah. that they're doing. Yeah, okay. what
0: I would say, I mean, you know, uh, don't tell anyone I said this. Ha 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> What I would say is, if you really think you have something to add and you're um, you you uh, you know you know how to engage productively in a conversation like that, uh, come and crash the party. And and just don't eat any of our food because that's what costs us money. Uh, <laughs> just come come and come and crash it, you know. Right on. All right. Fine.
3: all right. Thanks a lot, Dave, for doing all of the work that you're doing. Are you in Sacramento? My pleasure. Sacramento.
0: We're based in Oakland. Mm-hmm. We have an office in Sacramento, obviously, but our headquarters is Oakland.
1: All right. Right on. Very good. All right. We'll see you there
3: yeah, at the summit. See
0: you there. Okay. See all you right.
1: there. Cool. We do need to do an LA bike summit. <laughs> if we did an LA summit, it would just be like let's meet at Elysian Park. We'll rent a PA. Potluck, Mm -hmm. we'll make it fun. Mm -hmm. Have some bike rides, Mm -hmm. and we'll strategize about how to turn this tide back in LA. It's just crazy. Okay, so the next topic, we have a guest here today, Kelly Majewski. Yeah, good job. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. She is here to tell us about her podcast, and also a project that you have going on, or is it one and the same?
2: It's kind of one and the same. Okay, Climate Jam project. It's uh, about climate change. And uh, the podcast is a piece of it. And then there's also a resource website. It came about my friend Christina Johnson and I started freaking out about climate change, spiraling in down into a hole, right, reading more and more information and trying to figure out like what we could do, what's the best kind of possible outcome for us as we are trying to kind of got fed up with what we were doing work-wise and wanted to really try and get people to pay attention. I think the um, conversations that I know I've had with a lot of family and friends um, have been super uh, difficult. Either people want to just make jokes about it or people get uh, freaked out and you know just don't want to talk about it, just change the subject. Or I've also had people get super defensive and really angry. Mm. And these are very close friends. Mm. Um, if you bring up a few different topics like flying <laughs> potentially uh, yeah. reducing that, people have lost their mind on me. <laughs> yeah, flyings a big deal. Is, you don't realize yeah, it. it. It's a huge carbon sink, which, you know, granted, I have flown a lot in the past for work and stuff. but um, so trying to figure out what we could do, and I think what we realized is just trying to uh, take the information from all the stuff that we've read and the different like conferences we've gone to and all of that all of that and try to like, Bring it down into a much more bite-sized, manageable um, topics, right? Because one of the biggest problems is no one's talking about it, and if we're not going to talk about it, nobody's going to care about it.
1: No one's talking about <clears throat> climate change.
2: Like, nobody's really talking about it on a real level, right? Like
1: like day to day, how you physically can
2: what you can do about stop it, screwing up the earth. I mean, I think most people well that's not true, but I think a lot of people have stopped denying it. Right? Mm-hmm. They believe that I it exists. I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's still obviously a fraction, but like, it's not, uh, that's you know not-
1: what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. The gut.
2: <clears throat>
1: I think people gut-wise know that it's horrible that mm-hmm. we're you know, polluting the air and then you get into the science of it and talking about CO2 and methane and it starts getting a little bit too over the head for a lot of people. Yeah. And and, and there there needs to be like the quick somehow sell to them, I guess, those people that maybe the science well, goes over uh, their head. It I, does sort of like even me, like well, even me, I'm kind of a bike dum-dum, but I understand that if you lock yourself in a garage with a car, you're going to die and we've got how many people? billion cars on the earth right and, and it's a closed system it's not like it just goes into space we, we are in a proverbial locked garage here in the earth and we're we've like got all these, yeah and and we have these these engines going and they're spewing out pollution right you know so it is real it's real right but i do think that we've reached a tipping point of awareness
3: right
2: I, th- I think we're there, right? I think people are really hungry. I think in the last year, so there was a report that came out. Um, the IPCC, which is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, uh, put out a special report last October, and it was basically um, was one of the first major uh, papers that came out with tons of scientists backing it. That gave it a um, an actual timeline, and um, you know, it's it's the difference between 1.5 degrees Celsius and 2 degrees Celsius, and that all came kind of from the Paris Climate uh, Agreement. And it's really dramatic, the difference between 1.5 and 2. And so the report spells that out, like, you know, basically the disappearing of uh, uh, all of the coral reefs and all of these other very frightening things. Um, And I think... We're around one right now. One degree. We'll never be able to keep it at one. We probably won't be able to keep it at 1.5 unless we start doing things like reducing um, em- emissions dramatically, like s- stopping s- any infrastructure <clears throat> for dirty energy or any of that. Like now, basically. So there's a difference. There's a difference between um, you know how how we're talking about it I think people are starting to agree it exists and are scared but I know a lot of the people around me have you know won't go farther than that right like they're not mm-hmm. gonna well stop are they still driving and flying yeah they're not gonna they're eating this, me this, this, they're having this, babies which is fine look at this
1: guy he had a baby
2: which is fine. I mean, the there's like. Friend. I'm going to start to get angry. <laughs> no, no. Okay.
1: Forget about that. <laughs> no, but the, it's, it's what, the future what, for pe- your children. Okay. But people. Okay. So people are not talking about the specifics, right? Like in the media. The media in general, the corporate media is not saying, oh my God, we need. You know, it's emergency level. We need to stop driving. We need to stop eating meat. They don't really say anything about that. They Some kind people
3: have I said mean, that it's really not even w- we who have to do anything at all. It's really. The bigger
1: corporations. The bigger corporations are there to sell us stuff.
2: So but that's the thing, right? So the whole point is that we need to talk about it like for whatever thing that we care about the most, right? We need to start talking about it and talking about it together because we need to be the ones that are pushing those corporations, that are pushing the governments to get that. Because it is much more um, about us as a collective and our power as a collective. That, that's going to change anything, right? No corporation is going to be like, oh, I'm going to do all this stuff because it's better for the environment, right? Okay. They're, like, trying to get the money. Well,
3: also that's... follow the advertising trend, and if it looks right. like people are going to be persuaded
1: by... Propaganda, popular, commercials, I mean, you messaging, have, narrative.
2: Look at the like whole organics boom, right? Like, it wasn't a thing. The more people got on board. Now it's, like, organics at Walmart and, like, okay. very cheap. Like, you need to have people that are pushing kind of pushing the direction that we need to go in, right? And until uh, the, the Sunrise Movement and Fridays for the Future and all these kind of um, youth movements are really happening, which is awesome, um, and they're starting to get a lot of the attention of the media and of their parents and of other people. But what we want to try and do is, like, there's still a lot of people who have the money, who have the power, you know, that have, like, are enjoying their life that that we need to be the ones also starting to look at what we're doing to know like what our impact is to then know how we need to push forward for those future generations what does us doing the right thing look like this is the other thing not not just
3: little things but like are we gonna are we gonna be like hobbit communities or like what's it gonna be
2: (laughs) yeah well i mean there's no one solution right we like (laughs) this this report is basically like we need to implement all solutions in fact to keep things under 1.5 they're relying on technologies that don't quite exist yet like in order to save you know tons of people and different ecosystems throughout the world. I mean, I think the other thing for people to try and like that we're interested in trying to get people to also talk about this is there's so many people that are already like dramatically affected by climate change around the world. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is countries that have done very little Mm -hmm. emissions and polluting and suffer, you know, are the poorest, most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And like, so when you get on a plane you know, for a weekend jaunt to wherever, you should be thinking about, like, is this worth it? Like, right. what's the trade-off? It's not just us, you know. We're, we're right, damaging right, right. so many people's lives. So would you fly ever now? So I, I used to fly for work all the time, and now I try to fly as little as possible. I did just go on a kind of East Coast flight to go to... Um, uh conference for designing the green new deal and then i was there during the climate strikes and i tried to tried to get into the um at least to the outside of the un climate summit which did not work out so well um what what happened well it was just like so blocked off and like crazy and then we got like passed by trump's motorcade which was <laughs> no <nah>, anyways um <laughs> Too that a whole nother we, we thing I Almost
1: that. got through a show without talking
2: about that. I know. It that was it. That was it. Um so yeah, I mean I've started reducing the amount of meat I'd eat. Um I've started definitely trying to fly less, being more intentional, like buying less stuff, right? Consumerism is a huge thing. So, so buying less shit.
1: I mean oops. on an, like individually By
2: the way, you can swear as long as you say oops afterward, it's actually <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We know what we need to do now, right? We need to stop driving cars. We need to stop having babies. We need to stop eating meat. Wait. baby thing—it's not, it's
2: not but, stopping babies. It's—it's it's not stopping babies. Responsibly. It's, just being, it's whatever you do. Like, there's no like. This is the other but, thing. Is but, it's so dramatic of like you have to I'm, stop. I'm only. Everything. I'm only. I'm only. I know I'm devil's just, advocate.
1: Yeah. N- no, I'm just. I'm but just. But we all had only one. I'm baby. paraphrasing. But I wanted to get to the bigger point. Is like, okay, we know what we need to do. The organizing part, right? I guess how is this gonna. How is it gonna happen? How are we gonna get off so, fossil fuels? So, that sounds impossible right there. Like, what? To reduce it. I that mean, sounds inevitable. So, even for big ships and everything? Well, yeah, they're talking about planes, flying field. planes on, on. But I'm talking on, politically speaking. Like, well, like look at
2: the country. Like that's why we that's why we have to band together. I mean, I think this is why yeah, okay. there's so many different things that like so many people are fighting various different like things that are going bad with this world. But I think that's where we need to start making these coalitions and like mm. start building together because.
1: So is everybody bought in on fighting climate change? Is making that their number one?
2: No, because they're not really looking at it. I think, okay, yeah. so we go and sit at well, the... Well, pop- it yeah.
1: is up there now.
2: It's up but, there. Like,
1: with stuff
2: but where can it never
1: get, has e- been. can you get enough coalitions together where we can really Sorry, turn something. it over? Kelly? What? You were saying something.
3: Oh,
2: um, well, I think this is the thing. So we've, we've started hanging out at the park. This part of the podcast thing, because I think the thing, once you read all of this information and kind of get into a weird, uh, depressed climate world... Um, what you want to do is, like, you you look around and you're like, why are people not doing more, right? And it's, its of course, people aren't doing more because it's frightening and it's scary and it's, like, we're in a bubble for the most part and it's easy to kind of be busy with your daily life and have all these other things, right? So you're not going to read this 400-page pa- book called The Uninhabitable Earth. It is, like, super frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, so we really wanted to, like, try and figure out what, why people aren't talking about it, what's holding them back. So Did you we, read that book? Yeah. Did you read that See,
3: book? No, but I'm thinking, like, that's maybe your job then. That, that, <laughs> that I'm, you, I'm reading all the books? Yeah. And then, we just, just,
1: and then read it to people.
2: So I think, like, part of this was to go to the park, right? So we – or go where people are. We've been going to Echo Park Lake and um, – interviewing people and just asking them questions, right? Mm -hmm. And very basic questions like, what are your feelings on climate change? What do you think the urgency is? Like, what's holding you back from talking about it? And, you know, a huge group of people have said, like, it's because they don't think they know enough, right? Like, they would Mm -hmm. do it, but they don't want to sound stupid. They don't want to, like, be the Debbie Downer. You Mm -hmm. know, It's this. there's this... uh, And they're freaked out about knowing too much, right? So there's this... Hmm. People know it. People feel it. People are talking about it. And they like, you know, they came and sat down with us. Like we just have a couple of chairs up in a little sandwich board and an umbrella. So we didn't go and harass people and make them come sit down. It was, but it was—I didn't think people would come. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we got a really broad range. So you this guys have a, a booth.
1: You guys have a booth, and you have a sign that that says, "Come talk to yeah, us." Yeah,
2: it says, "Let's talk climate."
1: And how many episodes have you done so far? How many people? Um, every
2: well, episode is that so well the first episode so it's going to change as we go because we're uh, we are not podcast people we're just learning it um, yeah, they'll but just pepper the, f- in. the first one is really about talking about climate change so it's a whole bunch of we interject some information but it's mostly just clips of all different people from the park mm. who we've interviewed Um so the first one's out the second one is coming out this week probably Thursday and um, this one's actually talking about the urgency and the timeline, but it also peppers in the um, the people from the park who we talk to. So their takes on the 12-year timeline and the urgency to just try and get people to kind of put it in focus and get a, their thoughts on it. And then the next one is going to actually be about um, carbon footprint. And so doing our own carbon footprints, but then also talking about how that relates to corporate footprints and responsibilities because it is like we as an individual aren't going to change the world but we banded together to change what corporations and governments and you know push the right politicians into the right place that's how things change and so trying to give people the information and so it's always we're trying to do more the podcast is more heavily other people's voices and us just asking questions. So
3: what do you think of the Green New Deal, then?
2: I mean, I think there's a lot of really good, I mean, it's very broad, right, and super ambitious. And I think we need something like that. Um, I think the good thing about the Green New Deal is that it's looking at not just climate uh, change, but it's looking at social justice and economic justice. Because climate Justice is social justice, right? Like, again, the poorest people uh, or the most vulnerable populations are typically the people who've been suffering, you know, for a very long time from other people's actions. And so the idea that trying to start there first or at least put a lot of attention in those communities Mm -hmm. is really important. And because it is such a big thing, we need to look at what the economics are of it because I think that's the other thing of trying to square capitalism as we know it right now with oh. cutting back all the fossil fuels and like the whole restructuring that needs to happen it's huge I mean this is why people don't want to talk about it because it seems so overwhelming but like you know we know that that's not gonna change anything
1: yeah with capitalism that's just I mean, capitalism. The system the system in place it's causing all of this mm-hmm. chaos mm-hmm is supported by huge vast amounts of of money and power power. and so it's like you got to overcome that so it's like i like what bernie sanders says when he when it's like we're going to create jobs with the green new deal i mean we need jobs we need good paying jobs we're going to start building some green infrastructure Mm -hmm. and build infrastructure that ultimately makes our lives cheaper anyways because like you you get in a solar array and you get in wind power and you know those that's free you know once you have the infrastructure all you're doing is maintaining infrastructure yeah and there's no longer transporting fuels by truck and train and all these spills become minimized and so forth it's saving us money mm-hmm. and it's also a chance to invest money in a new industry and get people excited about jobs
2: and like good jobs that you feel good about right i mean i think this is the thing is like it's it's a totally different shift right like all these things are a shift but it's also like oh i don't have to work really hard to like buy this stuff that i don't want that doesn't make me happy that's like it's a kind of a a little bit of a slowing down but then bikes are fun are you there at regular times at echo park lake so we did four Mm -hmm. um and then we had to take a break so we could actually do the podcast because um, we're learning it. Uh, my partner, Christina, uh, is, has just learned um, editing software. I mean, we're landscape mm. architects and oh. uh photographer. Uh, we do a lot of community oh, the engagement. the landscape
1: architect lobby.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, just kidding. So it's taken us a little while, but we're getting there. She's doing an amazing job. Um, so it took a little while to figure out the software and how to make it all work. What do um, you use? Hindenburg.
1: Yeah, I've heard of that. That's an audio software. Mm-hmm. Huh.
2: And we have sounds some destined
1: like... to fail. <laughs> why? I don't know why. Why I does it that sound?
2: That's a great name.
1: As a bicycle advocate, like I actually don't advocate bicycling because of climate change. I, did, I rarely ever talk about climate change when mm-hmm. I'm advocating for bicycling or bicycling infrastructure. However, riding a bicycle, you're not burning fuel it's it's good for the environment. Your your vehicle lasts for decades. My bike is like 20 years old, and it's cool. You know, it still works perfectly, so. Yeah,
3: so that's like two but ways, right? You're not because, buying.
1: Yeah, you're not buying a big hunk of garbage. I mean, that's basically it. a car. You, yeah. When you throw away a car, the cost to the environment is insane. You're throwing Huge. away mm-hmm. 5,000 pounds of garbage. That was shipped.
2: Even electric vehicles. I Even mean, electric like, vehicles, you know. yeah.
1: It's, so it's not going to necessarily get solved by electric It's healthier. Yeah. It's
2: healthier for you. I mean, TBD with the air, but
1: with the air. I'm just kidding. Why, because,
2: the air quality is oh, getting worse and worse. Well, they
3: say. Well, if it gets worse, maybe not. But they say that even with pollution, you're better off biking in it. In terms of longevity, your personal
2: longevity. Well, and I think this is the thing. So this is how you can start building the coalitions, right? I think there's Mm -hmm. so much pushback from people in the community about, like, bike lanes and all these things, right? But, like, now that climate change is, like, starting to come to the forefront and people are um, getting concerned about that, right? There's been multiple articles about how you should drive less, get a bike, right? But people – a lot of people aren't feeling like they're going to get on a bike because L.A. it's frightening, right, for a lot of people that are – Kids, or you know, whatever, and far it's far, far and it's hard right yeah. now. And it's I don't think it's far though, because if, if it right. was a protected bike lane, there's Received. nothing that's so far. Well, because you could still do a bus bike scenario or a bus subway uh, scenario,
1: bus. yeah, bus subway. I mean, uh, I mean, bike there's, lo- there's
2: lots of options, right? Like bike rail, but if you're just saying it's bikes, like it. it If you can now start to relate it to climate change and you can relate it to like less cars on the street because it's less emissions, it would be safer. More people would get out and it would help climate change. Right. You you can now start building this toolkit of it's not just because of bikes. It's because of bikes and it's because of health. There was this um, article I read about. So you guys know about the Extinction Rebellion? Yeah. Right There's like one
3: for every city and and, and they're only
2: and... like a year old. like uh-huh. that is like an amazing like there's so many new uh, activist groups around climate that have just been like started in the last year, and it's like this is what gives me hope of like us being able to change, but they there's a group, and I only read it in this article. there's a group called Stop Killing Cyclists in London. Have you heard of them? Yes, I have. it was like they'd been doing these different marches or, you know, trying to, pro- like, having these die-ins and these different things for cyclists being killed. And then they hooked up with the Extinction Rebellion to do this massive production. And it wasn't just about, I mean, it was it was cy- cycling focused, right? Everybody was on bikes or they had these hearsts um, that were pulled by horses and some were pulled by um, bicycles, but they were relating it to climate change, right? They were, like, cycling, it's, like, unsafe, It's not healthy Um, breathing all the emissions from all the transportation like obesity is obviously not healthy. Like so getting people on a bike, there's all these things to tie it together. Mm. And because they like piggyback or they like group together, they obviously got way more people. And I think that's like that's what we need to start doing
1: in the United States when I'm, you know, bantering around Facebook or wherever, where there's political discussions happening, it still seems like people don't really tie like in in terms of the bike movement you can relate it to okay you understand that you're driving a car and that you're expending a lot of fuel you're causing a lot of problems for the environment in your car. People don't seem to get that yet. Like I'll still have arguments with people online that are and, you know that are fighting climate change but when you start talking about taking away their car or their space for a car, you can still drive your car. You just need more space for other kinds of transportation mm-hmm. so people can tr- take transportation that doesn't cost the environment so much. That's when they start getting real. Well, when you say f- like, they're fighting
3: climate change, you mean they're like they're talking about or they're. they're
1: yeah. These are people articles. that are that are like they're concerned about climate change. But when you start getting into the nitty gritty of like, hey, that means you have to drive your car less or even not at all. Mm hmm. That's when they start getting real, like prickly.
2: That's the uh, that's another form of climate denial. Climate right? denial. Like, this okay. Is like,
1: so there's a term for that, it, but it's it, like those people have to be sold. They have to be sold too, because even people within the climate movement have not accepted that they have to do certain things. You know, that yeah. that comes from me as a cyclist who gets into arguments with people.
3: Okay, so you know when that are you, on my side when you go supposedly. to Atwater Village or Silver Lake, mm-hmm. to talk to business owners about putting a bike lane in front of their store. Which we did. And these are like uh, owners of cute shops in the most politically progressive areas in the country, and they resist it, you uh, know, and not it's Not in, like, in
1: Atwater. In we, Outwater, we got a lot of support oh, for- uh, Well,
3: maybe it's like that in Silver Lake, too.
1: I'll bet you I could go business to business in Highland Park and sell it, you know? Oh, it's okay. not yeah, that you hard, you but- there are definitely I mean, you know, in Outwater there was a resistance of old businesses. It was the new businesses, the younger people that understand climate change and so forth. And you know, were you're you selling
2: still... it as climate change? Though? No. Not no. at all. That's the
1: I, I never sell I never sell bike I I don't even talk about bikes half the time when I'm selling safe streets infrastructure. You know, it's like you find out what people it's the commonality thing. It's like if I'm if I'm going to sell a road diet in the north valley as I have done um, I never want I didn't talk about bikes. I just talked about the benefits to that person who's usually a homeowner because it's a you know, it's a single family area. But so maybe, it was property values, it was, this was less a traffic in front ago. of your house. So it's still
3: maybe it, that would change if you if you headed out right now, you might throw in a few climate changes
1: i i wouldn't do it because i i win over republicans as well republican support who yeah, who are it? people Cl- that that, <laughs> it, that might not be just for, we're climate, talking for yeah. bike we're talking for bike but climate stuff, change but for, isn't
2: isn't democratic or republican i mean it's it's become that way it's been sold that way it's been spun that sure, way right sure. but like that's the other problem is talking about it in that fashion i know with the green new deal it really makes it
1: I mean it's a big generalization it. but I'm not I don't think I'm taking a, a risk by saying that Republicans generally don't want to hear about climate change or don't care about it. It seems to be that way at least in the forums that I've been in yeah. on Facebook, the community forums. Yeah. yeah. I've found ways to sell it to Republicans. I mean there's a way to sell it to a Republican where it has nothing to do with science even. It's just like common sense, you know. Like there, there are ways to get through to Republicans with this kind of stuff, but
2: I mean, like the thing is, right? You can't like tell people to stop doing every single thing, right? Like, and there's there's two topics that, and I've never told people they can't have children. There's two topics that I have gotten some really insane responses from, and this is from close friends, mm-hmm. is flying, right? Just even suggesting that you might need to reduce like a flight and yeah. to just the idea of population right mm-hmm. not even one-for-one children but like population as a whole it- it's expanding exponentially and we've already wait
1: i thought that the world population was slowing down that we're going to top out at like 12 billion no really i've read a lot of articles about that no hmm
2: like okay. i mean
1: I thought that. I mean, it'll slow was...
2: down once we have less food. Hmm. <laughs> There's more climate refugees. Okay, but
1: I specifically remember reading a few articles about that. Blah, blah, Are you uh,
2: looking up Firefox? And... It. Um, so you're, you're not.
3: Firefox's you're that? not at some regular time and day of the week or day of the month at Echo Park. That like you could tell people we'll mm-hmm. be here every.
2: No, unfortunately, we still. Uh, well, I still have a job. Job. <laughs> uh, because I have to pay bills but we do the the idea is that we would be there at least once a month if not more on a regular basis on a weekend on a Saturday or a Sunday um, and then also the idea would be to like take it out of Echo Park Lake and go to different neighborhoods because there's obviously many different kind of voices that we want to get and we're going to try and get more specific into different areas in Los Angeles of different activism so there's Um, Some groups that are fighting uh, the urban oil drilling right down right by around the port. So we help do some branding and graphics for uh, a campaign that's going on right now for the Inglewood oil fields. And it's with Stand LA, which is a really awesome coalition group that's been fighting uh, on the front lines uh, for a very long time. And most people, I think, don't know about them, but they've been getting a lot i think more press recently just by default of climate change and they've been pushing a lot of things and um, stand la and sierra club are doing a campaign right now and so we helped through the sierra club help them with some graphics and some branding for this campaign to kind of end urban oil drilling and to create a 25 foot setback um, from oil wells and drilling um, next to homes right now i
1: twenty five feet, that doesn't sound 2500, like twenty five hundred, sorry. Oh, twenty
2: five hundred, okay. <laughs> um but it's it's like well, we zero things, or a hundred right now. Ten feet? I don't know. It's really close and it's really we, crazy. We did a tour like...
1: actually of the oil derricks in LA on the passage of a few people through a rather brief moment in time ride. Uh-huh. And uh, there were Which... oil derricks right next to housing. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they can active be active ones.
2: They can be right next to it. Yeah,
1: that. Yeah. So, I think it was down on uh, Pico, maybe, or yeah. Venice.
3: Have you thought, Kelly, of doing
2: a ride? No.
1: I mean, you ride a bicycle. You are considered bicycle
2: community. I do ride a bicycle. Yeah. Um, I haven't thought about doing, you mean like a climate ride? Or, yeah, I guess, I mean, they have a climate podcast ride well yeah they have something called a- or what about right, right, right the climate ride yeah well I know that so
1: doesn't, doesn't need to ride bikes can just that's that Echo Park thing sounds really cool I wanna listen yeah. in on that
2: yeah you he's- could
3: put the desk on a bike yeah
1: <laughs> you could go to a bike event Ooh. like over at uh, Rolampago Wheelery oh yeah where Jimmy is and which event Jimmy Ooh. is single handedly reviving the bike scene I have to say Jimmy wow yeah Jimmy Lazama. Founder of the bike kitchen. He's been throwing parties at his new bike shop, which mm-hmm. is like it's like a DIY it's a dope bike shop. Really dope. It's over there on Bimini and yeah. First.
2: I went I went mm-hmm. to one. I rode my bike.
1: We're looking forward to the podcast. It's yeah. coming up on Thursday, Thursday, hopefully. Say Thursday. This is this is completely DIY. So yeah. don't if it doesn't come out on Thursday right. don't get mad. <laughs> But it, that, that was but the could, date that we set.
2: But you could subscribe, and then you'll know when it comes out. Yeah. So. All right. We'll have on, time
1: to listen to it on, for the next show. Maybe on. we'll do a review or something. Oh,
2: yeah. that would be good. And the website
3: is the same name as the podcast?
2: Yeah, www.climatejamproject.com. But we're also on Apple and Spotify and blah, blah, blah. Just Sweet. favorite pod places.
1: Climate Jam Project. Dot com.
3: So, yeah, we could we like sister shows.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We we we're, we're, we're going to do one sibling, on sibling shows. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. We are going to do um a pod on transportation. So, and a lot oh, of that's going to focus yeah. So, we could on be on your biking show. exactly. Oh, yeah. We'll plug bike talk.
1: Sweet. Yeah. it will be like a reciprocal relationship. Symbiotic. Sym yeah. symbiotic. I okay. always
3: come back to like when Laverne and Shirley first were on Happy Days. But that's natural I'm progression. Before other people's wow, times.
1: what is that? Okay, what is so television? There, were, there
3: was a show called Happy Days.
1: Was this on uh, Cathode Ray Tube? Oh, never. Television. It was the
3: Fonz, <laughs> and he was cool, and he knew these girls named Laverne and Shirley. And
1: oh, was Laverne and Shirley a spin-off of the Fonz or vice versa? Yeah, the Fonz like, was. No, they Happy spun Happy Days. Off of him. Happy Days. And Wait, Mark and Mindy they spun off. Happy Days off of Laverne no, and no, no, Shirley. No, by the way around spun Laverne and Shirley off Happy Days.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a great show.
1: Really? Which one?
2: Laverne, Laverne and Shirley. Shirley. Yeah. That whole like, intro yeah. My mom liked
1: that show. I remember when I was a little kid. My mom was into that.
2: I just like the bottling plant. Uh-huh. I was like Lenny and Squiggy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. be Laverne and Shirley. You guys are Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm showing here. I mean, world population is going to top out. They're saying at 12 billion. And at, then, at
2: what point? Twenty one hundred. Oh yeah. Well, sure. Because the so, world's but,
1: gone. Okay, but well, there. You know. The, what if? Do we have to wrap it up? We can. No, but I mean, I thought we, we were Nick, wrapping it up. Nick doesn't want to talk about babies anymore. Wanna... Nick's like, I've had my baby. Screw you.
2: I mean, it's it's a it's, it's screw like, you, doing this I've had is, my like, you, like, you, it want, sounds you terrible. want your baby to have like an awesome future. That's way like, that's Absolutely. that's like the way to get more people who aren't like really starting to do a lot of changes to like really mm-hmm. like, and that's the ki- the kids are already couldn't starting. could we have out, children?
1: Right? Let's. Mm-hmm. Couldn't we have children if we really just got our act together and just did things that weren't harmful? Could we clear out everything else, and then it's like you can have kids now, you know? Like, can we do that? Can we take care of the fossil fuel burning? and the cows and figure out all that stuff and then it's like now we have time for our families these robots are working for us and the robots don't emit anything can we get to that point I mean, so that Nick can feel good about himself for having to
2: try to you talk? you you just make smarter decisions right for all the things that you do sure right? you have a baby that's great but like you're also doing these other things because you want that baby to have an awesome future right yeah. like that's the whole point
1: like, we got to get to the fossil fuel stuff. That's really evident, well, right? Wow. Yeah. Is I that mean, the that's the big one?
2: Yeah, I mean it's all it, like the biggest thing is like the carbon emissions. I think we covered yeah. this.
3: I have to pick up some coconut water for my <laughs> daughter <laughs> who's got a, a a virus of some kind.
1: Oh my god! On the way home. So, really? Yeah. She okay? She can be okay?
3: Uh,
1: what are, if you're being? No, at I'm all not being. Like, like taking no. this. Look at my yeah. face.
3: Mm, that's what caused me to. <laughs>
1: No, I'm serious. I hope it's all going to be okay. I really do.
3: Well, uh, yeah, me as well. Thank yeah. you. I'm
1: really stoked for you, to be honest. I think that that's the part that I have a problem with is like, when, you know, it's like we should be able to have babies. Yeah. That, that yeah, can rub I people can, the wrong I, way, that can it's, really it's, turn them off. But, the but I don't think Kelly
2: said that you <laughs> don't have babies. No, definitely not what I said. It's I just know. being intentional. Right? And like but it being def- intentional in the rest of your life that like so that your baby has a like good yeah. future. Like so everyone has future. a good future, right? Like so the people that exist now that would be your children's children, like we wanna this is like Can you
1: imagine what the like fourth and fifth generation out there is gonna be like, Man, these guys were burning
2: Well that's it, right? Like
1: they were burning fossil fuel. Like, <laughs> like it's gonna, gonna like, seem so right. ill, you know? Right. I mean like when like, we look back and we're like they just put sewage in the street. It's disgusting and that's how we're going to think about all this stuff. Right. They would just three put their exhaust
3: into the air.
1: They just threw it in the air. Like you can lock yourself in you... a freaking garage <laughs> and you'll die if you leave the engine on. That's how mm-hmm. stupid they were. They did that. Can you believe it? And they would walk behind the vehicles as they
3: and were And now doing
1: we it. have to wear permanent sunblock because of them. Right. Yeah. Like a body condom or something.
2: These are all good ideas. <laughs> you should patent that before it gets out there.
1: As he put it on?
2: <laughs> mm, I think those already exist. Really? Really?
1: Body condos? I mm. don't know. For the sun?
2: <laughs> Look it up. What are they I made Maybe of? not for the sun. Just a s- extra coating.
1: Like spray it on. Talk <sighs> about that some other time. I do want to see the future. Like, Can we fast forward 500 years and see what's going on? Is it going to be awful? That's what they keep saying.
3: Well, you don't know. It that's depends. The thing about
2: like the that's the whole thing. Like it could go real, real bad, or it could go. It could go good, well, but it's no, in, not in a different go way. Good. It's not going to go good. It could go. go I mean, no it way could. It's going to go. If good. we, if we could create a more like just equitable future, it'll be different, right? It's not going to be as lush. It's not going to be as green. Like it'll be definitely different. But like, Let we have the potential. If have we,
3: you, I have a, I have a, uh, have like, you story? I have a story wait, idea wait, I have a story that could that okay, could that could take say. place in the future, like what if the <laughs> Adam and Eve story, right, is actually describing our future, where all of the human race has been reduced down to just like two people, and they're taken care of by artificial intelligence and like an habitat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Wow, yeah. And then totally. like, what's wrong with that? I mean, I'm going to be well. Gone. That's the question. Fine. Like, fine with me. <laughs>
1: We're <laughs> really. each one of us. Although in this it doesn't room, have to be a man and a woman. Four billion, billion years ago, we were slime molds. Like we're still the same organism, continuing on for four billion years, right? As we yeah, generations. We're, this is this. There's some. Yep. Yeah, four billion years, right? So, when who's going to be the last last person standing? You know which which Highlander? Did
3: you ever see that movie? No. I'm, I'm going to edit watch out watch movies um, A lot of this conversation I'm Why? But
2: good because <laughs> well, I've. Do you guys little... have time? Yeah let's to go To edit?
1: No
3: Oh For me?
2: No We've no. got so much That's tape That's the problem You know what with happens when you just ask questions at a park for... It must be amazing <laughs> Christina has <laughs> so It must be absolutely so, amazing She's like she, Yeah She was Yeah Transcribing No it's true It's a lot Before That's she where the... like put the transcribe Like before she got a Like thing She transcribes thing, it? She was doing
1: Yeah why was she transcribing? Because
2: it's easier to like find the quotes. Because it is much. It is. It isn't a conversation, really. Like we're having conversations in the park, but those are like half hour per person. Mm. And like so, you have someone transcribing live. She was doing
1: while while you're there. No, 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 no. No?
2: Like after she had uh, like it's (laughs) real (laughs) insane. It's we, a two-person operation, right? It is. Okay. She's not, she doesn't have a job right now. In well, the hey, po- well, this podcast. is a
1: personal life.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. Blow in a good way.
2: Like, okay. I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. Okay. So she has more time. Oh. And she was, she like, the podcast was, a like, a little bit her idea. I just really wanted to go to the park and talk to people. Hell yeah. <laughs> and she's like, uh, maybe we could, like, make it a little bigger than that and, like, hit more people. That's. You know, who knows if that's true. You wanted to just
3: go and then, like, talk to people. I just
2: really like talking to people about it, and Mm. I'm just genuinely curious on, like, what it is that's holding people back. And then, you know, somebody will start talking about their orange tree. Like, I don't know anything about climate. And then we'll start talking about her orange tree and how it hasn't been producing Mm. and how now the oranges are smaller and they're coming at a different time and, like... Mm. People are noticing right' Cause mm-hmm. it's an its natural system, so yeah I'm
1: not getting as many avocados this
2: yeah. Year. really yeah it's it's i mean it's a it's a huge issue, like the water and the the temperature change, I mean all of our food every like everything's impacted,
1: so where should we move if we want to be at the right spot by the time we're like i don't know sixty seventy
2: I don't know i um, I mean.
1: Everybody migrate north, the entire earth.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, everything's already happening that way. Portland, right?
1: right? Portland is gonna We're all going to go to Portland. That's <laughs> going to be. They're going to love us.
2: What you definitely want is your own water, right? Are they going to have clear rights. skies
1: by then, though? That's the question. You want
2: Water rights.
3: Water. It, it, a lot it's of it water to and water. it's
2: heat, right? Ugh, it's you got to get farther away from the band of the middle of the earth. We're going to go to north. Canada. But, like, yeah, Canada's heating up twice as fast. Like, it's all every. You
3: mean twice as fast as other places? Mm
2: hmm. The Arctic is like four times faster it's the it's like the 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 way that the earth is shifting and, and moving and how things are melting and like
3: because of the permafrost
2: is that why interesting it's, it's it well it's everything i mean like it's the emissions you know like the reason we're having more extreme storms like all this flooding in in texas and stuff and the hurricanes are sitting over places and just dumping tons of water it's because our jet stream has started slowing down like and when it slows down and it has wavier patterns, it's not as forceful enough to keep things moving through storms moving through. So they'll sit over an area. Like this was Texas has had something like four 500 year floods in the last five years. When you say a uh, uh, 500 years flood,
1: like what the weather, like, it's
2: weather like only. once
3: it, in five 500 years, but they've had four of them.
2: Yeah, in okay. five years, and it's like this. I mean, it's ha- like again, it's happening. We gotta do like we still have a little bit. We gotta do something. We still have a chance right now to make it not as bad.
3: I have family on the East Coast, so I'm wondering if I'm going to stop flying, I just need to pick a side.
2: Don't take the train. No, I mean it's it's not like this is the thing. If you're like if you're doing a lot of it's like if you do your carbon footprint, you can see where you're using all your like kind of where you're spending. Oh yeah, there's a
1: there's a website for that.
2: Yeah, I, there's tons, actually. There's a really cool one called the Global Footprint Network, um, which we're going to talk about in our third podcast. But it's like knowing where you're like spending all of your carbon. You can also offset, mm-hmm. which is not an exact one for one. But if you're going to fly, you can pick these different carbon offsets. And there's the UN um, has a really good one. And you basically get how much carbon you... Did on that flight or I do it for the year for all of my stuff and then you can buy tons of carbon through these offsets and it's a lot of them are helping developing like different projects in developing countries like for water or for clean cooking stoves or for solar and it's not exactly like it's not really you're buying the carbon you already expelled but it is Mm -hmm. funding these underserved communities to have these new projects that are basically keeping them from having to build, like, a coal-powered plant, you're helping fund solar. So it's kind of as they're developing, you're switching out how they're going to, like, you're basically keeping their carbon out of the air by giving them solar. So you're kind of paying it forward. And they're actually really – That's a good way to put it. They're really inexpensive, Mm. which is kind of probably not – Accurate, but like at least it's a start and i think when people start doing carbon offsets even though there's a lot of climate scientists that are like it's all or nothing kind of thing like you just don't fly mm-hmm. you know yeah. and then you don't have to like worry about that but obviously that's not how we live mm-hmm. so it's figuring out these trade-offs and like
1: where, where do you buy the, the carbon offsets
2: so there's a whole bunch of different programs um the one that i like is through the un because they don't take any kind of servicing fees it directly goes to whatever it's there are different nonprofits and things that you can you pick what projects and where that you want to give money to mm. and so it's it's and it's the UN so it's better there mm. are some that take kind of a larger chunk and then you know can be questionable um but I think getting people to start thinking about their impact is super helpful Mm-hmm. You know, and like yeah, your family lives on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Make it a longer vacation. But
3: that seems like one of the things that maybe we should think about doing is, you know, choose where you're going to live, and have your you know friends there, and have your family, and stop moving away. It's,
1: it's for people that are able to afford that.
3: Well, I guess is it is it more expensive to stay than to move?
1: Mm, probably
3: and if you live in uh, well physically speaking
2: I mean I think I mean it's definitely the thing that I've thought about of like where I want to be you know because like Mm -hmm. at some point you don't know when like things are really going to happen I mean like it's kind of crazy right we're doing they're doing the boiling
1: frog Mm -hmm. they're
2: doing the rolling like uh, electric uh, they've turned the electricity off right in a lot of in quite a few places because of the fires Mm -hmm. and so like some they've done it a few days right in different parts and people aren't really sure when it's coming back on and it's like this could start happening right on a larger scale in different ways this for a different reason or just like electricity going oh, out but, yeah. for uh-huh. for a reason or us having some serious water shortage that like has repercussions right like that sounds a lot like of- when
1: it gets to that point at least for our country it's like a kick in the pants like, we always have to wait till the very last second to do the right thing. We always try everything else okay, as a Okay, but it's us going to be getting kicked in the pants, and you got to think about what that's like.
2: Well, I mean, it's already happening, right? Like, look at Texas when it did, like, Harvey and all of that stuff. Look at Katrina. Look at Sandy. Did like,
1: people learn, their like, a lesson there Have Texans, like, going,
3: oh. It's going to be us. It's not going to be Texans in, in Exa- every case. It's going to be us in this case. Exactly. So, but it's like,
2: like when, like, if those, these things are happening and they're like, when are we gonna see that happening to somebody else, and like take it on ourselves to like really make that think, change? <laughs> Different I point. I think it
3: has to happen to us,
1: literally. No, we it also to have to. to have
3: empathy for people. It's already happening to. For but sure. When but you talk about the the electricity, I mean that is The like, well,
1: uncertainty. The, is the also electricity like... thing is interesting because PG and E, Pacific Gas and Electric, is a like a for profit private company. And they have skimped on their infrastructure for a long time, and now it's failing in big ways. And so, rather than risk a fire happening, they turned off the electricity. Right. You know, because their infrastructure is such craptastic infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, a whole other issue, though. That's, like, privatization of public utilities.
2: I mean, it does seem that, like, we know that a lot of our infrastructure is, like, has been around for a very long time, hasn't been taken care of in a lot of cases. And it is the time now to, like, start change it, thinking about how we could change it and how we can make it more green and how we can, like, yeah. instead of putting in brand new stuff that's, you know, using the old systems.
1: I mean, that's a great opportunity now we can take over pg and e they they want their bailout, but we should just outright take their stuff and kick them out take it and upgrade it Mm -hmm. to green you know rather than buying them out which is what they want so they can save their shareholders it's like no you guys screwed up you guys didn't invest you guys basically have a really crappy piece of infrastructure and now we're going to be responsible for it well we're going to take it you know, If we're going to pay for this, we should take it. I guess we've got to throw it out or upgrade it, get green. This is a perfect opportunity for Gavin Newsom to really be, I mean, I don't know. I've heard that that's on the table sort of or people have made that argument that he should nationalize or you know, if you believe that California should be a separate state from the rest of this madness out there. Um, then we should nationalize that, but we can stateize it as well. Just take mm-hmm. it for California, yeah, and turn it into some green solar. Panels There's a lot that can be done to make up for your <laughs> child. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: so t- just
3: I'm to supposed punchy. to be. <laughs> I'm supposed to be on the way home. I know. Let's get Nick out of here. Yeah. We gotta wind yeah. this up. Yeah,
1: Nick. Nick. This is why I'm here more often now because mm-hmm. Nick Nick is a good dad. Nick, you are I'm I applaud you.
3: And this is why I have to spend more time editing.
1: But at least you can do it at home with your child yeah. and it's a wonderful thing. I'm I'm here to sacrifice for you, Nick. No, this is good. Cool. But we well. just
2: ended it on uh yeah, I mean, this is the point is, like, once you start talking about climate change, there's so many different mm-hmm. aspects of it, and it touches so many different things. Yeah. This is actually super interesting, right? It like, really is. It's yeah. frightening, and it's scary, but, like, if you can, like, set that to the side for a second and, like, just start thinking about the different possibilities and the options of what we can do, it's actually so interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I love when people will sit down and talk about it. Um, And so I think that's part of the thing of, like, talking to people.
1: This guy that I know, Greg Patrick, I would call him a friend. He's like a father of one of the racers in my races, my bicycle races. And – Wolfpack? Yeah, he comments on articles that I post that are about climate change and stuff, and he's a climate denier. And, like, I don't – see, this is another aspect of it all is because – I don't know all the science. I can't rebut whatever he's saying because I don't know. You know, I do know that we're creating a layer of CO2 in the air and that creates a warming effect. Right. But then he'll be like, the university of East Anglia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Something, (laughs) something, you know, and you can't, I don't have time to like. Okay, well yeah, you're talking about but I I mean, think who killed Google? The, Google Seth Rich. You know? who but that's Seth the, Rich? <laughs> Let's not get into that. Let's not talk sorry. about. Uh, but,
2: but that's the thing. You don't like. Why waste DNC your? Did it. Why waste your time on oh, deniers? Course. Right? Like well, it's okay, a. It's a, games, have, it's a games thing, though. There's yeah. so many people that are like not because do, that are, the that believe are and the aren't ones, doing anything.
1: The not de- okay. This is see. This is the this is the thing though. Uh, This might be where we
2: differ.
1: Yeah, I know. Because this this is a split also in the bike community as well. It's like, do you cheer on the supporters and overwhelm the opposition? Or do you convince the opposition and take some of the opposition away and bring them to your side? It's like, that's a lot of work to go to the opposition and try to bring them to your side. However... The effect of you like
3: make your enemy your friend,
1: right? Like there, it's 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 like a cultural thing that you have to sap as I don't know.
2: Okay. I mean, I get it as like in that case, but because it's such a worldwide global issue, there's a so, lot of people that are not taking action that do believe in climate change, right? So let's hit, let's hit the easiest people first. Who already believe, answer. right? Like, get them on board because it is a mass of people that we sure. need. And, like, there's some people that are gonna deny this till, like, till whatever, like, till we fix it or till we don't. And, like, you know, it's, it's, we just need to get the masses, and those people will either convert. Or they'll be left behind. Either way, whatever. Like, I'm not... I They're can't not going to spend... be left behind
1: because they have voting rights and this is why we have what we have in our country right now. We're, we're actually going backwards, right? Because of the current regime that's running the United States. Like, we are going backwards.
2: You could spend two weeks on a denier, right? Like, trying to talk to them about okay. climate change. Okay. Or you could spend two weeks talking to, like... And probably you won't change that climate denier's, like thought process, right? Because they are pulling crazy stuff from somewhere or like, you know, I've had people say that like they don't believe the science in the IPCC, even though it's like 195 countries and like thousands of scientists. Like they don't believe the Department of Defense with their like crazy climate. They
1: have these arguments, though, that pull in. See, there's like this mass of people who call it the independents who are just, like, oblivious, right? And if they see an argument go down and somebody's like, oh, the science, then it's just a bunch of bullshit because the politicians are bought out and Agenda 21 mm-hmm. and da 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 If somebody yeah. looks They're pulling it. people in.
2: Yeah, but you wait a year and then <laughs> 10 more hurricanes and, like, so many more natural disasters. I mean, the thing is, people are gonna have to get on board because it's gonna happen, right? It's already happening and it's just gonna get worse. Then so this is, the, mm-hmm. this is the, like, try to convert as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. To like start now because i mean and i'll vote we can vote somehow yeah
1: some way except we keep managing to lose ground on that in the bike movement and ugh. well i
3: feel like
1: i have been seeing
3: more militancy i've been more on twitter now i haven't <laughs> i haven't gone to instagram and i'm trying to phase out of facebook but i've been seeing please on, dear on twitter. God. That that people just seem to be like really coming out against cars in a hundred percent,
1: yeah, like careful. Hmm? Could be agents, <laughs> agent bots. Yeah, could,
3: no, these are people that I a lot of them who you know, yeah, and it just feels like there's a, a new militancy, and I yeah. think it might Whoa. be that climate change is behind yeah. it.
2: Yeah, I mean that's the momentum. This is that la- this last year, this mm-hmm. like insane momentum yeah. is like so awesome to see i mean it's obviously not enough yet but like it is changing people and it is like getting people who were like on the fence and kind of like i don't know to like start really doing something about it and that's like Mm. that's like we need to just keep that going because obviously there's the the potential of people kind of burning out um and it not happening fast enough right Mm -hmm. like so we still have a chance though Occupy movement. We have a chance, but like, right? Yeah, there's a. I mean, we have a chance. What's it going to look
1: like? What's the chance look like? What is the ideal? What's going to happen? We eighty percent of fossil fuel burning goes away. We need to
2: be net zero by twenty fifty. To stay at 1.5.
1: Net zero. So, what does that logistically look like? Are we going to be driving electric cars? It's going it, to be no be fossil
3: fuels, like on a large scale. No
1: fossil fuels. Like, I'm talking yeah. 80% less than was burned in the like world today. Like, on the road,
2: no cars. That is there po-
1: still a threshold of fossil fuel that can
2: be burned? No power plants. Well, so they're talking about like sucking carbon out of the air, but that's already the carbon that exists. But in their banking, by that the technology will be ready, like it's very small scale right now, and it's totally not like the technology potential. to remove carbon Whoa, from the air. Isn't it trees? Yeah. Isn't that well? That's 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 a way, but like <laughs> yeah, that, that's totally. not. There's not enough land right. and enough for trees. All the trees we would need really is that all true? the? Yeah, I mean it's like trees aren't like like they don't suck up that much carbon, right? And as soon as you cut it and if you burned it, then you're burning the carbon back up. Like it's there's not enough land. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Well, here, like, for the thing. amount of population that we have and, like, the amount of carbon that we've already put into the air and the projections of how if many gonna people... S- well, if the you're going to sell it... The-
1: wait, wait, here's the it thing. If you're of- going to sell it... It's, it's a carbon guys, sink. Guys, if you're going to sell it to the 90%. average Joe that you need to get on board... You want to get average Joes on board, right?
2: I want to get everyone on board. Joes, Janes.
1: Average person. Give us the bottom line. There, There has to be some kind of bottom line, agent, like, regimen, right? What you do? Yeah. What is the ideal going to be? What are we working towards? What is the future that we can accept that will get us out of this? Talk about the economy. It depends. Like, what does it mean? Is it we reduce fossil fuel burning completely?
2: To be at 1.5 mm-hmm. yes. by 2050. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that's still a whole bunch of people dying, right? Okay. This 1.5 that... Uh, some scientists don't even think is I think possible. people just
1: can't even... It's like so outlandish we need, we need... to them that it's hard for them to even... Really? We...
2: It's
3: hard to imagine that we will have uh, all electric cars?
1: That's not going to solve it, though. No, but that but would be... that the manufacturing it's, it's, of the cars. No more fossil
3: fuels.
2: It's everything, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. It's everything, plus these carbon sequestration like technologies, a lot of... Scientists say that we need to do nuclear. A lot of other scientists say we don't. But right, it's like and that causes waste. Everything is is kind of on the table, and we need to try and do a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't exist yet. It's a, like we need to start testing all new technologies. We need to take all those people that you know, are in great. the Silicon Valley wasting their time on stupid <laughs> apps and like how to like Making put bank. your op- upload your brain into the cloud. Like if you took that smarts and all the crazy amounts of money and like focused it on what we actually have a problem with, right? There's no, like,
1: there's no money to be made though. That's the problem. That's Yeah, why well, the that's. I mean,
3: there. this is this is this okay, is why but, we need to fight back. The Green okay, New Deal see, is about making it possible to make money doing this.
1: Right. True. And I don't think anybody's even sort of outlined what. Exactly, we're gonna, like, I just feel like you yeah, gotta put it right in front of people's faces. Well, you, just you, just of you just create a whole bunch of jobs.
3: You just create a whole bunch of jobs saving the planet. And yeah. there
2: is no exact, right? Like, there isn't, like, a real, like, yeah. all, it, it's... Do the it's,
1: scientists, have the scientists come up with, like, here is the regimen for first world countries to follow if we're gonna beat this. Here it is. You gotta Everything. You can't drive. I mean, there's a lot of... You gotta of, stop eating meat have less babies.
2: There's a lot of things in the report of of outlines of how we get there, you know, including these technologies that don't exist. And I think it's like we have to do every single thing we can and more, but like in Mm. a way that, like if we all start focusing our attention on it, Mm -hmm. like crazy.
1: It's coming, I guess. Crazy things
2: will like happen, right? Like if you, if really. Is it
1: promising? Is there enough people, like is there a velocity of people getting into it that you think it can? Yeah.
2: I mean, I think like, you know, and all these projections are the like biggest factor of like being able to project out 30 years. is like knowing when humans are actually going to give a crap about this stuff, because that's the other factor. Right. Like how long are we going to keep polluting in the emissions in the way that we're doing it now? Like, do we get people to get on board in six months and a month, like in two years? It's super dramatic, depending on what we do as people. So it's hard to project what thirty years is going to be when you don't know when people are going to start caring.
1: It's wild. That well, it's gonna be a wild future. Yeah, literally. Wild.
3: Wow. <clears throat> so I'm gonna listen to <laughs> Climate <laughs> Jam.
1: I, I am too. I'm very interested. So thank you for doing this. We know that yeah, you don't thanks. make you know any money for no. it. You do it out of passion.
2: Yeah. So well, thank you for that you know i needed a place an outlet to to yell and to talk yeah. <laughs> it's great you're not
3: yelling at people are you you know use a bullhorn dass <laughs> totally. to in No i himself.
2: i was like you know internally yelling <laughs> and then uh, and then i found this outlet so now i'm like much more calm it's Perfect. great
1: it's a lot more effective than the people on the corner with bullhorns yelling about jesus i would think
2: oh i do like that guy know. though that's that is like pretty the dance guy yeah. which in santa dance monica and yeah. vermont yeah. Yeah. i mean he makes it all over town <laughs> but like I was like a couple steps away from being that person mm-hmm. before we found an outlet. Yeah, we found an outlet for me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming out. That was Kelly Majewski with Climate Jam. Climate Jam Project Podcast. Coming out Thursday. We can find it on Apple, Spotify.
2: Or the website www.climatejamproject.com.
1: Oh, thank you.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of
3: Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is biketalkpfk. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group.
1: and